So hi, welcome to Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Dustin from Walter, etc. And we're some questions to say about the upcoming album when the band breaks up again. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Um, feeling great, you know. It's uh it's always funny to put out music. I think everyone shares it when you put something out, you think you're gonna just blow up overnight, and then you wake up and you're like, Oh, there's a, a modest amount of attention, and then it's pretty chill. <laughs> The post got a couple hundred likes. Seems like people are excited, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah well. Playlists, okay. People <laughs> seem to like it. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. Um, the, the album is, is awesome, by the mm-hmm. way. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Um, for sure. Um, been uh, playing with the same friends since we were little kids so uh you know it feels the band's never really broken up but we had like different names in elementary school and high school and then like sometimes people went away to college and got jobs so it felt like the band is always broken up and got back together for like our entire lives mm-hmm. and um i actually had like a different album title and cover for this and then someone lisa johnson was like hey wouldn't it be really cool and funny if you did like a photo of you guys as kids for the album cover and then i was like oh that's just such an obviously great idea so i dug up an old picture of us at my eighth birthday party and then and then we always like the first track when the band breaks up again so it just kind of made total sense to make that the album title and that the cover and then just have it just be like a whatever an homage to the old childhood crew for an album kind of thing oh yeah um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Um, yeah, well, there was a, um, a moment at a friend's wedding. We were on mushrooms and both my band members told me at the same time that Chris, the drummer was moving to Denver and milk was moving down to LA, which is like an hour away from me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Oh, well, that's the end of the band again. The band is broken up again. And then I wrote the album, most of the album. After that, um, in the next couple of days, I wrote like a few of the songs in the album. And a lot of it was just like me, pretty manic on my computer um, with like software drums and then just like DI guitars and writing these like pop punk songs just because uh, they felt like comfort food to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, next thing you know, you're like, oh, I guess we're going to record this and this is the next album. Okay. So okay. like, even though the band has always kind of been you know it'll happen when it happens like the fact that you guys were moving apart again like still like bothered you and irked you i know right it's it seems so dumb because i should be used to that by now but i think yeah it was just a it irked me because it was just another like oh boy another you know you know how it goes another back to square one of questioning my life of like oh shit is this really am i gonna keep this going you know (laughs) but in the end i feel like i didn't have a choice i like like i did i like wrote wrote the album to cope with the fact that the band was breaking up again kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so ironically, I just ended up keeping the band alive. Yeah. I, the, <laughs> the band's not going anywhere. It's just what you, it's just what you go to, man. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what song off this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? They were all like, like some of my previous albums, songs have taken like a year where I'm like working, crafting the lyrics and the songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's not like they all came out in like a day kind of thing, but they were all pretty quick. 
I would say like this one song called GTFO Thoreau kind of took a minute because that one as a band, we like kept changing up like rhythms and uh, a lot of just changing of the drums and the rhythms and the guitar riff. So that one took a, took a minute, but um, as far as my favorite, I don't, I kind of religiously don't pick favorites because I just, it's hard for me to uh, pick a favorite, but I'll say to play live. Mm-hmm. I like playing, um, shit. We like, we like playing happy to be here. The second to last song. Cause it's just kind of fast and it feels like a circle pit or something. It makes you feel like a kid again. Hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. and, and what kind of made this album like so quick in your writing process and like not have a song that takes a year? Was it like the, the manic state that you were in writing the album or like, was there uh, a factor? Um, that's a good question. I think probably because I didn't think the songs were going to be released. I thought I was just doing it for fun for myself. So I was like very much just kind of that, like back to the basics of like, no one's going to hear this. So just like, blah, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then ironically, everyone's going to hear it. There you go. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So then is there like any sort of like, is, is there any sort of anxiety putting out songs that you didn't think anybody was going to hear? Mm. Well, honestly, in a couple of years ago, I put out this breakup album that was like super literal and um, super embarrassing, like the most embarrassing thing you could imagine. And so after that, and that I was like literally had the worst anxiety of my life for like two years um, because of that album. So after that, no, I don't care at all. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know like if i can get past the breakup album people can hear the pop punk fun album and um it's not embarrassing okay that that's one way to just remove any and all anxiety from releasing music <laughs> totally. totally um so how the trackless the album come about did you write the opener the opener close the big closer to shuffle around and see what fits what was that process like god good question let me look at my list here <laughs> i I don't know. It's kind of always usually, oh, the exception of that breakup album, because it actually followed a concept. But normally the albums are kind of like a little typical, like you have a batch of songs and then like what order do they sound good in? This one opening with even before the album was called When the Band Breaks Up Again, opening with that song just kind of always felt right. It was always like the song that um, the band members always like we always like liked it. And like whenever we showed it to friends, it was like always the first one people latched onto, mm-hmm. and uh, and definitely the the last two were meant to go at the end because uh, the last song "Something to Someone Somewhere" was kind of like a if when the band breaks up again is kind of like this question or like a thesis of like you know like is it worth chasing a dream when it's constantly crumbling? The last song is kind of like the answer to that it just repeats like it means something to someone somewhere, like just kind of finding some sort of value or meaning in whatever the initial question was. So, but besides the first and last track, yeah, the rest of it is just kind of like what flows musically, like what order you'd want to listen to it. Or at least we thought someone would want to listen to it in. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Curious about like, at what point did you bring these songs to the band? And at what point, like, did you guys decide this was going to be a recorded piece of music that was going to be put out like maybe like time frame wise. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Um, it was like a year, kind of like a year of um, like having like working on the songs or like 
I guess, putting this batch together, you know, like mm -hmm. over the course of a year, there became like 10 to 12 demos that I was like then showing the band. And then, um, yeah, I was kind of just like, well, clearly like this sounds fun and easy to record. And we got hooked up with this dude, Joe Reinhardt, who plays in like Algernon and Hopalong. And uh, he has a studio in Philly, but he really likes to surf. And a friend of ours was always trying to pair us up to go surfing together. And then I kind of, I didn't even really know him, but I just hit him up and was like, yo, do you want to come to California and surf and make this album? And he really likes like 90s pop punk stuff. Like he kind of grew up on it too. So it was kind of like a, of course for him. And so he came out and slept in my garage. And yeah, it was probably like a year after writing all these songs that we started tracking them. Okay. Wow. Oh. Uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? I know you went into it a little bit earlier, but if you could go a bit more in depth, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, honestly, a little like angry in like a, not so much like a 18 year old, like immature angry, but kind of feeling like a jaded 30 year old angry uh, about like, like on a personal level, like just, you know, trying to uh, chase a dream or, or like even more specifically, like be an artist in a society that doesn't really value art. Mm -hmm. um, and then in like a more um, external way, just kind of like mad about the world and the way things are. Like I had a mm -hmm. friend die from drugs in this time. And then like, you know, just like, just seeing like the hardships and like things about climate change, like not like everyone being so obviously on the same page about we need to do something, but then have a, like the structure of our world be so impossible to make a change, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just kind of being frustrated both with my personal life and my external world. And uh, I think that would probably be the main emotion here. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? If you're doing the car with friends and dark with headphones on is workout album, party album. What do you personally recommend? I love that question. I think this one is like a like a driving to go do something you're like excited about. It's not the drive home, it's like driving to. So if you're like so obviously I'm in Southern California, so for me it'd be like if you're like with all your friends in the car going to like surf or going to the beach for the day, you know, and you just kind of like blast this and everyone gets hyped together drinking their coffee. Um, something like that or maybe you're like going to a show or like a punk show and you like want to get pumped up with your friends or something um, something like that i think so it's a hype album it's yeah. a hype it's a hype it's like getting ready to go to something you're hyped for yeah all right Aww. oh yeah that's very good yeah <laughs> uh, so this one should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less i think it's just like 90s punk revival Damn. Hell yeah. Perfect. Hell yeah. Hell All yeah. Right. Um, and in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? Um yeah, of course. I think it I think it'd be, you know, kind of just like stay I mean, it sounds a little corny, but kind of like stay stay true to who you are, who your intent what your intentions are about what you want to be doing or the world you want to be in, you know? Mm -hmm. Kind of like hold hold on to that thing because everything else is bullshit. Hell, right. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. These are off the top of my head. Give me a break. Give me a break. No, that's good. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't geez, and I was like, oh, okay. Fuck yeah, yeah okay. Okay, right. for sure, for sure. Uh, so are you able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album, positive or negative? 
Well, there's one that um, uh, I haven't mentioned that when we recorded this, our drummer broke his arm uh, oh. right before we went into the studio. Uh, he, we were, he was snowboarding and he like sent it off this huge jump and broke his arm. And so there was this big, like, this was, yeah, a couple weeks before we went into the studio and everything was locked. Like Joe was, the producer was flying out here to stay mm -hmm. with me. And like all these dates were set, the studio time was booked. And so it was like this huge, like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? We don't have a drummer now. And uh, we had to decide to like uh, either hire a studio drummer and like, you know, pay someone a bunch of money to learn these songs and come in and knock it out, which would have kind of been cool and easy, except it would be expensive. And then there was like work with our drummer who was like, you know, my friend since I was five and he's played on every Walter album and mm. and uh, figure it out with one arm. And so, yeah, we obviously decided to figure it out with one arm. And so it was challenging because he did every take, you know, kind of like do do do. And then the next take would like layer on top and he'd be like, boo, 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 and then put them together. And so it took like almost twice as long to do the drums, which then uh you know got into the time that we could have spent working more on guitars and vocals and stuff but um in the end we're really glad we did it with him because it kind of fits the whole theme of the the band being the band and everything yeah um, but that was certainly recording like the biggest challenge which in the end for me i was kind of just like sitting there and just let the chris and joe figure it out so it didn't mm -hmm. <laughs> i didn't have dedication. to be the one to really un unravel this mess but uh yeah it kind of sucked a little bit that... yeah. but yeah we got through it that's Damn. wild. Uh, I'm glad you oh guys got through it. I'm glad you're still able to have your friend on the album and exactly. uh, that, it, you know, the, the magic of recording, you guys were able to make it sound like he had two arms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Studio magic. There's a couple, there's a couple moments. If you know that fact that he had one arm that you can tell because he'll like hit, there'll be like three things hit. There'll be like a snare drum, like this symbol over here and this symbol over here. And no one would ever notice, but if you did, Think about it for a second. You'd be like, oh, that's actually physically impossible for a drummer to do. <laughs> he grew a third arm, actually. He grew a third <laughs> arm, yeah. Why the hell not? That's wild. Um, so for this question, we want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Oh, um, I older version of me would for sure get the Bugles and then probably also something chocolatey like a peanut butter M&M or oh, Reese's. Yeah. Uh, peanut butter chocolate is kind of where it's at for me mm -hmm. but um but now i'm like explicitly trying to not sugar myself up and make myself feel like shit on tour so if i was on tour right now it might be like probably a coffee a coffee and like a power bar or like some boring bar okay wow as healthy as you can get on tour that's the honest <laughs> truth yeah <laughs> as healthy as i can get is at a gas station i would do trail mix but we got some nut allergies in the van so I'm relegated to some like protein bar bullshit. Damn. Fuck. Can't, can't, have, <laughs> can't have fun on tour anymore. You know, you got to take care of your body and shit. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll still be having some drinks at night, you know? So it's like that, that can be my poison for the day. I don't have to do the bugles anymore. All yeah. the bugles are so good. Yeah. yeah no Pretty need good. poison all day. We just poison at night, you know, when it's socially exactly. acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> not as much poison. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be and why? What a great question. I think the band is for sure a wet breakfast burrito. 
So like a breakfast burrito, but with like chili verde sauce on it and melted cheese that you have to eat with a fork and knife. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought <laughs> you meant like sopping wet, like dunk it in like water kind of shit. Like You know, like so you can get a wet burrito sometimes. They like come with like salsa on top kind of thing. Yeah. But it would be a breakfast burrito. Probably not bacon. We're probably either going turkey, turkey bacon or veggie sausage, you know. Nice. Not trying to fully support the agro animal industrial complex, but mm-hmm. uh, anyways, that's where we're at. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Um, so for the last couple of questions, going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh god, it might be the same exact thing. Um, <laughs> it'd probably be a burrito. Uh-huh. Uh, and what drink? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it so wicked if I ordered an alcoholic beverage? No. Uh, we allow it no. on our death row. Like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die just, yeah, like a nice chorizo breakfast burrito with sour cream and just like a shot of whiskey or something. Nice. Okay. Which is <laughs> a weird combo, but I'm, I'm dying anyway. So it's like, a little yeah. bit. Why the hell not? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? You really can't prep for these types of questions, can you? No. <laughs> um, shit. I mean, I don't want to go to Hogwarts that bad. It's cool, but no offense to my Harry Potter people. No, um, I don't. I don't fucking own it. I didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, I'd say maybe I would instead of a fictional world so much. I think I'd go like back in time, go somewhere. You know, maybe like the early 1900s where not much is developed. Maybe like my same area now. Mm. Yeah, this would be cool. Probably like Southern California, but in like 1910 or something when there's very (laughs) few people here. It's very Mm -hmm. like still kind of wild developing, you know, like I could still like get somewhere, but um, I could, you know, and then I'm sorry to be so cliche, but I'd probably surf some spots that are really good, but there's no one around. Mm-hmm. And like there'd be more wildlife, like there'd still be bears, grizzly bears in California and wolves. That'd be yeah. sick. I just go back. Doesn't sound dangerous like at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be safe. I'll be safe. All right. Yeah, you'll okay. have your wits about you. I'll have exactly. my wits about me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um so I've done a vest and last question. Every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Mm. I try to avoid it, but it's just, it's always green. Okay. I just love- Why are you avoiding green? The fuck, the fuck just, did you do? You're right. I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to avoid it. I feel like, yeah, I just love it. I just love green. What about you guys? Uh, I'm, I'm, I, 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 black, if Glory would say it was a color, but if, since color. she doesn't, purple. Yeah. <laughs> yellow. It's great too. Yellow's great too. Yellow's great yellow. too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions you have to say. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, well, I guess I should plug our new album when the band breaks up again, uh, September eighth, eighth or ninth, I think eighth, on Side One Dummy. And yeah, by the time this comes out, we'll probably be have some tour dates online, and we'll be all around America. You can come see the band before it breaks up again. I think we're actually going to break up this time too. So uh, now's the time to come Spoiler see us. Spoiler alert! Oh, probably oh my god! The next year, I think we'll stop. We won't stop the band, but we'll probably stop touring. 
but are you, you know, saying this like like you already hear how kiss it. says it's their last tour forever <laughs> but this is like their 20th last tour or is this like actually serious i don't know you'll have to come to a show and yeah i don't know you never know mm. okay all that's right <laughs> um well thank you for sound us been dustin from walter etc and we have been the good noise podcast